drink it in now. Touchdown Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what is going on everybody? It is Wednesday. You know me, I'm your host Eric Oakley right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, serving up that wonderful, delicious Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid twice a week talking Lions football. Drink it in And honored, excited to have Joey Christopoulos from the Believe Podcasting Network joining me once again to talk all things NFC North and who knows what else we might get into. Joey, how you doing this week? Derek, we're just ripping the days off the calendar, dude. We've been we've been hanging out all summer, talking fantasy, talking football, but man, it's like what twenty four days away, dude. <laughs> Last preseason game this weekend, stuff's getting real. Super excited to be here. You gotta love it. It's getting close. Like I said, we're filling up the off season, all types of crazy topics. I think I shot you a text recently and said the people we're loving when we put Justin Fields on on the uh, the people's court here on the show. They enjoyed that. We always uh, talk the division. We're talking fantasy football, as you mentioned. So um, we'll just go ahead and get right into it. But before we do, I, w- I want to take a quick sidebar. So Joey, I-, I beat you up every time you come on about how your Instagram handle is. Joey with your full last name which nobody can spell you try to say that it's something about fish and then you you play it off tell the people that you have not only migrated um, you have changed you have adjusted this Instagram handle to something I'm very excited about but you have also joined the Twitterverse they can now find Joey on Twitter you can tweet at him you can follow him you can support all the incredible work he's doing I'm waiting for him to bring me on his payroll all that but uh, you can definitely check them out. So, Joey, you got to tell the people where they can find you. I mean, I want lots of followers to go there. I want you to get this new handle out because I'm very proud that you changed it. Well, thank you, Derek. Uh, yeah, you've been one of my biggest uh, encouragers and supporters <laughs> to change it. And it is official, guys. Breaking news. Sources close to me, as in from inside my own brain, <laughs> would like to announce I have changed my Instagram name. I am officially, you can find me on Instagram at Joey Sports Guy. And I am on Twitter as of about, what, I think maybe five or six days ago, officially on Twitter at Joey Sports Guy as well. Still hosting Believe in Bears and also Bet on Chicago for the Believe Podcast Network. Also doing a weekly waiver wire segment called the Checkdown for Rotoballer.com. But now those two places, man, that's where you can find me. That's where you can follow me. And that's where you can follow me and Derek's also. Our Bears, our Bears Lions, we're button heads all, summer, all season long. You can find us there too. As you said, man, it's about to get real. Now let's do something real fun before we dive into Lions talk, NFC North. Let's let's do your 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 former Instagram handle and your new one with sound bits. So so give the people what it used to be, so they can see how ridiculous it was on Instagram. Oh, what it used to be on Instagram? Oh, it used to be Crystal Poyos, Chicken of Christ, C H R I S T O P O L L S. That's the sound bite that that gets. Now, 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 say it again. What is it, Joey Sports Guy? 
You can find me at Joey Sports Guy, Derek. Yes, I like it. it. It's about time that we changed it because the people need more Joey Christopoulos. Joey the sports guy all over different types of media. I mean, I only get the best of the best here on the Kool-Aid cast. So I think it's time to celebrate that that's been changed. Yeah, I'm super happy about it. And uh, yeah, it was a funny it was a funny process trying to find something that I could use uh, that was available. Uh, and, uh, you know, Joey sports guy just seems pretty easy, easy for people to remember and spell. And that's what the people want. Easy. Easy there to we spell go. Words. It, it's going to be big, people. I mean, uh, definitely go check him out. Doing great content, and uh, always have a, fu- a bunch of fun when you come on this uh, the pod here. So, you know, what I want to know before we start talk NFC North, like, what does at Joey Sports Guy get out of preseason? I mean, you got guys, you know, you got to hear all this talk about, oh, in practice, he's tearing it up. Oh, there's all these injuries. Oh, we're going to sit this guy. Oh, this guy's going to play. We've got to see what he's got. And then these games start, and they're like 10-3, 14-10, people just, no starters out there. I mean, I love football more than almost anybody, but these are hard to watch. It's hard to get excited. You don't know what teams have. Or am I wrong? Do you glean a ton of incredible knowledge from these games that they call the preseason NFL football. Well, Derek, man, I'm so sorry. I'm so happy that you're bringing it up like this because you are actually speaking common sense and you are being a voice <laughs> of reason during this time, which is so important right now. Rare I think for we're me, all sure. freaking out super hard about what happens in these preseason games, the results, the production, who throws a pick or who throws a touchdown, so on and so forth. I will say that, though, there are a couple of things that I do like to keep an eye on. But I will also say that I think starting like, you know, we're tipping this on a Tuesday. We're going to run these episodes this week. This is the week when I think we can start maybe looking at some things like injuries and start deciding whether these are really serious or not. Like, for one, let's just talk about the Lions for a second. I think Amon Ron St. Brown having a great training camp is something that I think Lions fans can believe in, right? But my question for you is, when do you start to be concerned with a guy like DeAndre Swift, who for the second training camp in a row has a groin injury, is running on the sidelines, and is either not practicing or not playing in games? When do you get concerned about that? That in the preseason is what I pay attention to. This this is another example why at Joey Sports Guy is a consummate professional, one of the best in the game. He, he smoothly transitioned into some, some Lions hot topics, which I appreciate. And... Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not with you. You said that I was bringing wisdom to the show uh, or a logical take. I like to go over the top here on the show and have a bunch of fun. And to me, I mean, gosh, there's so much talk about DeAndre Swift. He's injury, got all these issues. Like, you know what I think's happening at Joey Sports Guy? You want to know? Hmm. What the do you Detroit think? Detroit Lions are going to unleash DeAndre Swift and the rest of this team on the whole NFL. Nobody has any idea. Everybody's counting him out. Everybody's talking about, oh, I'm not sure if this guy's ready. I mean, is he going to be ready to go game day? I mean, this is one of the most electric, jittery, confident, humble uh, talents I've seen here as a Lions fan. So I think we're really just playing coy with everybody, hot, holding some of these people out, and then and then come week one against San Francisco, look out. That's what I think's happened. Well, let me just counter with this. At what point, though, over the next three weeks, is there is there a threshold for you where you would get concerned where, like, I'm in agreement, man. Like, there's a lot of guys, there's some vets on this team where, like, look, 
You don't need to play him in preseason. You don't need to see what TJ Hawkinson can do in this offense. He's already having a great camp. But how many more practices can Swift miss before you start kind of getting concerned? Because this happened last year, man. Super talented guy, but again, fell behind in training camp. And how does this work in conjunction with head coach Dan Campbell, who I think to me feels like he's an earner, right? He wants you available. He wants you out there on the practice field. So if if Swift is still missing practices, let's just say next week, do you get concerned? Or are you are you just saying, you know, all systems go, he's going to be fine? Joey, I'm not concerned at all because th- this guy has been practicing. He has been out there. Just the national media, the other folks out there, haven't seen him in a preseason game, which don't matter. They haven't heard a ton of buzz but here in Detroit we hear all these reports yeah he missed a little bit of time they were being careful with him as they are with most premier talents in the game so we're getting reports that he's out there uh he's making people look silly he's cutting on a dime I mean he he did an interview a few days ago DeAndre Swift was like I mean they're just taking care of me like I'm ready to go I mean he does some of the best interviews in the world about how he's ready and he's looking forward to it and he's going to be ready to go so I mean the only way I could get concerned is if you know if he was not only out now but completely out you know right up to to game week or something or start missing game week practices as long as that's yeah, not happening totally. and then like you said going down in a game or I don't want this guy to miss time due to soft tissue injuries like I put in my latest fantasy article on USA Today Lions Wire, but I also put him, I think, in my top 10 running backs because he's that special, and when he's out there, which I think he will be out there, he's as good as it gets. Uh, he's just very under the radar right now, and that's about to change as long as he is on the football field and when the Lions pull the old okey-doke on at Joey Sports Guy and everybody else and just uh, make you feel like the guy's hurt and he's not ready, and not only is he not hurt, he's ready. <laughs> that's what I think's going to happen. <laughs> I bet. My bigger question is, um, should I be worried about you, Derek, if the Detroit Lions do not take the entire NFL by storm this year? Um, Because, I mean, I want you to be happy and healthy, my friend. I mean, I I think this team has a lot to build on and a bright future. But, man, what if they don't okey-doke the NFL? What if they start losing some games? Are you going to be okay? We're talking about Swift. We're not going down the whole roster right now. They got some concerns. I mean, but, again, the name of the show. The, the fans out there, the Detroit Lions loyal fan base, the Kool-Aid drinkers, as I like to call them, we drink it in. Drink it in, uh... Side of cornbread. Cornbread! Cornbread! Make it a double. So I, I appreciate the question, but I, I am serious. I do think they're really just doing the old pulling him back, unsure, and uh, I've, yeah. every report I've read when he's out there, he's dynamic and ready to go. So I, I'm with you, though, too, on the preseason. Like, I don't glean a ton from it. I don't overreact when people are sitting out. I'm not doing, you know, um, killing people when, you know, certain things happen on the football field. You know, I'm not going overboard when, like, you know, a quarterback gets blown up and, you know, he didn't have any blocking. His helmet goes flying and his, his <laughs> little uh, do that, headband, you know, flies off like I'm not gonna like text that to you or like go on Twitter and say how happy I am for Lions fans how it brings smiley face like I don't do that okay I stay even keeled I'm just kind of like you can tell on the show on the show I'm just kind of like ho hum you know I'm not sure I'm on you know I'm not really certain about anything I'm not excited you know what I mean that's that's kind of how I am so just the preseason whatever um I'm 
I agree with you though that I think this is the the interesting this is an interesting week I think because now I think everything gets really real for a lot of these NFL teams where you're just seeing a lot of dudes a lot of veterans or whatever if they have missed injuries with training camp and if everyone wants to freak out about that they can you're seeing a lot of those people now hit the practice field and now like let's just make sure that they stay on that practice field in the coming weeks ahead because you know man hey we got fancy drafts man we want these people to be healthy for week one. Um, and I think that's going to kind of play itself out in the coming days. I To kind of sum up where everything's at, I think this is really odd because of the three games, as well as the NFL has totally went to this new approach, which is, I mean, you hear these quotes from like the Wonder Boy, Sean McVay, and um, you know, plenty of coaches out there. They think you're crazy for even saying they're going to put barely any of their premier players out there for even a snap. And, and I think... As, as weird as that sounds, because we're always used to like playing a little bit game one, a little more game two, game three is a dress rehearsal, game four, maybe they sit there with the baseball hat and the clipboard you know, from the quarterback position, but I just think it's switched because uh, I forget who it was. Somebody made a good point. Like We see these guys every day in practice, day after day out there for two hours going through, making throws, runs, cuts, playing defense. You know, these little snippets that you get in a preseason game are not only inconsequential, but sometimes you're going up against the second, third stringers, and and I don't know, they're trying to take somebody's head off. I mean, you might know that better than anybody. So it's like, why expose them to these ridiculous situations where you're not going to glean anything incredible that you didn't know otherwise, and the, the risks are you know, much more substantial. So I'm, I'm kind of with these coaches of just put them in bubble wrap and the healthier you are into the season, the better. But my other argument is you can get hurt anytime. So, um, you know, I, I think the NFL is going much more to the don't play anybody and just roll. Yeah, it's the perfect cocktail bar uh, sports argument, right? Because there's so many examples of it working and it not working. As you've already mentioned, example A, Tom Brady loves getting some reps in the preseason. He likes to get the feel for it. He likes to get the game speed going. I'm not going to fault Tom Brady for wanting to do that. On the other side, and the Chicago Bears, you know, whether we can, you know, delineate and litigate, you know, Mitch Trubisky or whatever, in 2019, Matt Nagy didn't play any of them in the preseason because he wanted to keep them fresh and healthy. They came out and they, they, they peed down their leg. And I think that there's a lot of situations – where you do want to get a guy like Jared Goff some reps in game action with some of these guys, whether it's a Brashad, a Brashad Perryman or a Tywell Williams, but also at the same time, you want Jared Goff for 17 games and football is a tough contact sport. It's a really hard needle to thread. I am really interested in, I think these joint practices that a lot of these teams have are actually a really, really positive thing where they can control the action and they can go up against guys that aren't on the same team. I can also tell you that the NFL probably hates that with a passion of a thousand sons because they can't make millions of dollars off of it. So, I mean, it, it's a debate that rages on and each team does its own thing. Kind of hope when the bell rings that it works out. Exactly. Pretty much what we're saying is, is the NFL preseason is still horrible. All of us diehard fans and media, whatever it may be, 
We are just craving week one, real football, all these stars out there for four quarters. Joey didn't listen to anything I said about how they get to see these guys in practice all day, every day. Went right back to how Jared Goff and certain people need to get out there and build chemistry. Joey, what do you think they're doing all week, weeks and weeks of, of camp to do that? A few well, reps when, out on a game field Williams on a Saturday a evening is going to matter. Rashad Perryman is missing a practice one day and not the next day. Oh, can maybe God. feel a little disjointed, man, and you want to get out there. <laughs> and you want to you want to run your offense you want to do your 15 plays and i don't i just no. i do not buy that it's the same going against your same teammates <laughs> day in and day out you learn tendencies and stuff you really eventually have to see someone else and see what it looks like that's my opinion Okay, well, we'll beg to differ. What I'm hoping is the Lions will be healthy, ready to go come week one. I'm not too worried about uh, where they're at at this point. Even the first couple of games, I was just kind of like, ah, you know, they didn't wow me. Um, they they didn't look impressive in some areas. But to me, um, you just always chalk it up to the the constant phrase. It's preseason. I'm not I'm not overly worried. If you look at the Lions, basically every good player on their team basically hasn't seen any time, and all the players that you would expect to be shaky or, or worse. Have been um, the players that you're intrigued by have shown some and have shown some weaknesses about exactly what you'd expect. So I, I've actually been cool with it. People will look and say, "Well, they lost both games. They didn't look that good against Pittsburgh." I mean, I, I beg to differ. I thought they looked more exciting than they ever have the last couple of years under Mr. Patricia and Quinn. I felt like uh, you know they're they're very disguising, and even if it takes them a little bit to get up to speed, I, I'm not too worried. So, Joey, l- let's do this. We we got on a big preseason tangent you got your thoughts i obviously have my strong opinions what i want to do is two quick things here because you kind of brought up something about or i may have hinted at your boy justin field so what i want to do right now is tease for the people that again you've been gracious enough you're going to come on the friday show as well friday i think we're going to have to put like justin fields your boy versus the guy you come on this pod and kill which is Mr. Jared Goff. I think we're also going to have to ask your opinion of, did the Lions make the right selection with Penny Sewell, the big, nasty, now right tackle, or should they have taken your boy, Justin Fields, at, at number um, seven overall there? So I, we'll get into that on a Friday. But what I want to do here before the commercial is, real quick, we'll do some rapid fire and kind of where the north, some things I got on my brain. But after the break, I want to actually look at the teams of the division and give you kind of like their draft picks, their cap room. Let's see where our two teams, again, you do bet on Chicago on the bleep, you're a Bears guy. I let you on the show anyway. I'm a Lions guy. And then we both don't like the other two teams. So we'll just look at a big picture view of what these teams look at and who might have the future and who won't. I think will be intrigued the other two groups maybe not so excited about what they see can we do that here to end the show oh yeah i'm super excited let's do it all right so let's go rapid fire here so let's agree that the minnesota vikings are kind of an absolute mess right now they, they, they have what they're a total mess we said it at the same time jinx yes they they don't know if What's going on with this thing called COVID? Their coach has all these strong opinions. Their quarterback is out in la-la land talking about he should like uh, put plexiglass around himself while he's in the pocket throwing a ball. I don't know what is going on there. All I know is the more I think about how disjointed they are across the board, 
I just see them having major COVID issues. I hope nobody gets terminally ill, but I just think it's going to be a debacle all year for them. And I'm looking at this roster, and I'm not very impressed top to bottom. Can we agree on all that? Oh, absolutely. And on top of that, I think that they're going to have a lot of interesting decisions to make where this is sort of the rubber beats the road season for the Minnesota Vikings, right? I mean, yes. Cousins, this is his last year. Mike Zimmer, uh, is he going to keep coaching? Is he going to retire? Are they going to give him the boot? Are they turning that defense over? I mean, you got Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, and, and then what? You know, that's kind of what I'm uh, where I'm at with the Minnesota Vikings right now. And I know the preseason doesn't mean anything, but I think in terms of a mentality, um, in terms of a mojo, juju, whatever you want to call it, I think the Vikings have had one of the poorer training camps across the NFL right now. There's no doubt. I'm calling it now. I've been known to maybe have a, a strong take here on the show. This is going to be the absolute crumbling of the Minnesota Vikings. They are going to have a debacle of a season. Kirk Cousins will not be their quarterback next year. Um, Dalvin Cook will be injured once again, and their aging veterans, along with their head coach, will all be heading out the door as well. There you go. All right, let's keep this moving. The Green Bay Packers, Joey. I mean, yeah. everything in Green Bay, it's all good. Or is it? <laughs> they feel like they got it all together when 12 came waltzing back in in his sandals and his goofy haircut and his big old sunglasses that he stole from Little Wayne or whatever. I'm here to tell you, everybody there thinks they're just on easy street now. I don't see it. I mean, they still have marginal players at best on the outside other than Devontae Adams. Uh, I, I just don't know. I, I feel like they think it's all good. They're just going to waltz and win this division. And and I think they got over the quarterback situation, but I think there's other things with this team they are going to creep up where they just aren't as good as they think they are at certain positions. I will tell you that I'm really curious about what this Packers team is going to look like when the season starts because, and look, man, I have to be, I'm going to be the objective. I got to be objective about this, man. I hate the Packers, <laughs> but, but dude, they've, they've had a pretty seamless training camp. Um, everything that comes out of training camp is hunky dory, body da Robert Tanyan looks unstoppable. Devonte Adams and Aaron Rodgers are together again. They look pretty. They look pretty rad, and Randall Cobb is seamlessly fit right back into the slot position, a position that they really needed for them to kind of solve. My question, though, is they've come up short now for the last couple of years, and the whole off season, man, we we rightfully so dragged Aaron Rodgers, Dark Lord Rodgers, a guy that we absolutely despise as a sports athlete, all off season long for just the way that he behaved and the way that he kind of sold out his teammates because he didn't want to be there anymore. And they just come back and they just absolutely love him right away. I mean, it, it's cool right now. I'm just kind of curious when the bullets start flying, whether there are underlying tensions still with Rodgers and LaFleur, Rodgers in the front office that could creep themselves up unnecessarily and hold that team back. I mean, I, tell me I'm wrong, man. There's still the team to beat in the division, though, right? I mean, they're, they're just it's an easy call right now for everyone to be like, oh, the Packers are going to win the NFC North. 
Joey, because I'm the nice host that I am, I let you go on and on. I was about ready to cut you off about two seconds into that take because I've heard that every time you come on the show. It's the same take with you with the Green Bay Packers. Now, you may say my take's the same because I hate the Green Bay Packers and I say they're going to not be as good as everybody thinks they are. But here's why. You went on and I said, Joey, are you listening when I when I talk on this episode or do you have do you have like uh, your headphones turned up too loud? Well, what's the problem over there? There's no lie. I'm not going to lie, man. It's just I hate to say it. And if Rodgers breaks his collarbone or gets hurt or something, it's a different story. But right now, Joey, man, everything seems to be pretty hunky-dory up in Lambeau. Joey, I'm asking if you're listening to the show because I said everything seems to be perfect. Everybody thinks everything's perfect in Green Bay. But is it? You went on to, to just give the same take that everybody else is giving. I'm here to tell you that, yeah, Aaron Rodgers hates the Packers. He did not want to be a Packer. He waltzed back in there like he showed up as a beach bum living under a bridge. Are you are you telling me this guy's going to win the MVP again? No, I'll answer that for you. Do you think everything's going to go swimmingly with him and good coons and everybody? No, I'll answer that for you, too. So I'm here to tell you. That's the question, man. That's the question heading into the season. Is that tension going to become real or is it just something again that we're kind of making up? Like that could be their downfall, man. I'm with you on that. There's a weird tension there. I don't think anyone's happy, but they're, but the training camp's going well. So it's a weird, it's a weird thing. They say it's going well. That doesn't mean it's going well. All right. We, we got to keep it moving. I can't bag on them and I can't hear you tell me how they're going to, they're the team of the division. I'm not, I, I give them credit. I can't, I can't do that on the show anymore. So let's do this. I want to get our great sponsors in here. I want to come back after the break. I want to rapid fire a bear's take at you. I want to get my lions in and then we'll spend like five, 10 minutes talking about this thing. Cause I want to get an overview of our teams. Can we do that? Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> Everybody, we'll get our great sponsors in here. We'll come right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, I am fired up. I am excited to tell you about one of our new great sponsors. Now, by now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, it's time to go see what the buzz in the Dynasty fantasy community is all about. Free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, and so much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Do you think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Still not sure? You can test your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction 
So here's what I need all you guys to do. Head over to Reality Sports Online. You'll hear me talk about it on the show and call it RSO. Head over to Reality Sports Online and check them out right now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, Detroit Kool Aid drinkers, we're back. Thanks so much for listening to the sponsors. We got to get right back into this. We don't got time for promos. I thank the fans all the time for listening to the show. You guys are the best. But I got Joey on here, and he's kind of ruffling my feathers today, so I got to get back after him. So he, he went on and told you how Green Bay is the best again, like he does every time on the show. We agree, Minnesota is whatever. But 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 here's the thing: the Bears fans love. Justin Fields. I mean, they think he's the greatest thing since gluten-free sliced white bread with a side of ham and a piece of cheese. And, and they can't stand Andrew Dalton and his red beard, his stupid haircut, his two-yard passes that he can't even complete. J- just give us a quick hot take. An interesting opinion, Joey. Maybe two minutes or less on your Chicago Bears and just the ridiculousness going on at the quarterback position. Well, hot take one, Andy Dalton's facial hair is an abomination on the planet Earth. <laughs> a weird uh, mutton chop that has a separator with a beard attached to it. So there's a weird line spread situation. And and I think a big part about what the national narrative is about the Chicago Bears right now is a lot of what we're talking about is Andy Dalton comes out on offense plays a couple of series, nothing really happens, and everyone thinks that he's the worst quarterback on the planet Earth. I'm not saying he's the best quarterback either, but it's probably somewhere in between, and that's where Andy Dalton's lived his entire life, as a mediocre quarterback. A lot to be excited about Justin Fields, but again, for everything that he's done that's so great, I think he's also shown a couple of things that Bears fans need to see, where Bears fans want to see him you know, take off and run 20.3 miles per hour in a preseason game, which was the third fastest player in the NFL behind KJ Hamler, who's a receiver for the Broncos. That's pretty cool. We want to see him, you know, throw some lasers and make some nice dime passes. But part of the stuff that we don't want to see is, as you mentioned before, you know, him not picking up a blind side and, you know, him getting the opposing defender, getting a free shot at him and taking his helmet off. There's a little bit of a learning curve. That's completely allowed. It doesn't make him a bust. It doesn't make him the next franchise quarterback. It just means that it's going to take a little bit of time. The big question is right now is we're heading into these crucial practices where they're going to start doing games install. They're going to start doing game planning. I know Fields was working with the ones today. But again, Matt Nagy afterwards said that Andy Dalton's our quarterback for week one. So unfortunately, as excited as I am about Justin Fields, And even if Andy Dalton plays well, this is the second year in a row where the Chicago Bears have a disjointed quarterback situation heading into week one of the season. And eventually I start talking to enough people and former NFL players, and they're just like, hey, man, you got to find your guy and you got to ride with your guy. Doing this halfway in, halfway out stuff doesn't always work out. So I do think that there's a little bit of level of concern of, can Andy Dalton be effective? Who knows? But when Justin Fields comes in, are we giving him the best shot he can to succeed right away? Because, of course, there's going to be bumps in the road. All right, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, that's on me. 
That's my mistake. I, a couple of mistakes there. I asked a Bears guy about his boy, his, his golden child, Justin Fields. Um, that was mistake one. Mistake two was the professional, the up-and-coming uh, podcast, video, multimedia star at Joey Sports Guy to have a quick hot take, which I thought he was going to blow me away with something intriguing. Instead, he went through and did the old, he's, he might be good, he might be bad, he just, he's that. The hottest, the most interesting thing you said was when you went right after Andy Dalton about his horrible, disjointed, ugly, unattachable, gruely beard that he has. That's After that, it was just, uh, it was the same ESPN take, I hear. So, I, I'll i give you a pass on it. It's on me. As most quarterbacks say, that's my fault. I'll take the blame for it. Uh, the ESPN but, take that Justin Fields to start week one, right? That's the ESPN take. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not taking that position at all. I think okay. my question is, are we doing everything that he can, that we can, that when he does hit the field, that he can have success, or is there going to be bumps <laughs> in the road? Like, is he going to be on the same page with Allen Robinson right away? Who knows? You know, and our our schedule is brutal. It's, our, I mean, we're playing the same teams. Lions and Bears are playing the same teams. Our schedule is not easy this year, man. And <laughs> Joey, that's Bears our, that's have playoff. The Bears actually have playoff aspirations. <laughs> unlike the Motor City Kitties over there. So we're looking at this and we're thinking, how do we win the week one? How do we win week one moving forward? Because this thing's going to be daunting. And again, it's just disjointed. I didn't make the rules. I wish I, we would just decide as a quarterback, but they're trying to decide between one or the other. So we're caught in between. Oh, my goodness. Joey, the, we'll get into it on the Friday show where we'll talk all about your guy number one. I, I Again, I apologize for rough. I've been ruffling your feathers the show. I can see I got you a little off your game. You're not very happy with me. That's okay. And you might not be happy with this because when I watch Mr. Fields, um, you know, he's got a cookie enterprise, whatever it may be, like... I think this cookie may crumble quicker than you think. I feel like, yes, he makes some splash plays. Oh, he runs around. Congratulations. I've seen a lot of guys run around. But to me, this guy is uh, exactly what you thought. I don't know that he can process well. I don't know that he's out there, you know, making NFL-type football plays. He's making athlete plays. He's making splash throws. I mean, where where's the other balls when I watched him where he's just throwing people over people's heads, bad reads here and there. He, he can't pick up the blitz, as you mentioned. I mean, I think there's a lot to go there. So, yeah, he might be fun to watch, and he might make some plays, but I, I'm definitely lower on him than, than Chicago fan base. Are you talking about what happened in the preseason, Derek? Because I thought that you said that the preseason didn't matter. So wait a second. Hold on. I, I not only have here? nothing else to go on, he's exactly the same player in college. Okay, he makes big plays. He also was inaccurate and can't process. Same guy. Yeah, six touchdowns against Clemson. That's a lot. That's something pretty good to go on there. I'm into it. I like it. All right. All right. We'll get into it Friday. But, uh, so, so, so real quick, we're going to do these overviews and then finish up the show. But to me, the Lions, everybody's waiting for the Lions take. I mean, hot take on them right now is, yeah, they, they're not showing any of their cards. They're not playing anybody. You, you got a lot of their, you know, quote-unquote stars that are just either, quote, injured or not been out there. But... I mean, it's it's you could go either two ways and say, man, they're just going to start slow or they're going to be, um, you know, it's not going to be as pretty as everybody thinks. It's going to be worse than advertised. Of course, again, name of the show, Kool-Aid cast. I mean, to me, this is a nice play by an underdog team to not show anything to then let everybody go week one and see how it goes. Drink it in. Uh... I mean, drink the Kool-Aid like 
as long as Jared Goff's not an abomination and these other players are ready to go, I mean, it's much better surprise attack all these teams than to show them everything you got and, and meaningless preseason, um, you know, to say how great all your players are and they're perfect and ready to go. Um, just let everybody wonder and t- until the until it matters. So that's where I'm at with my team. I think TJ Hawkins is going to have a great season. Who's your number one receiver right now? Or who do you want it to be? Oh, it's it's Tyrell. St. St. Brown, number two. Tyrell's been making tons of plays deep, um, look good in the preseason, which I put a lot of stock in, as you know. Um, and he's been good at other times in his career. So, I mean, he, he's the number one in Detroit, which isn't optimal. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, he, he's, a, he's a number one type body build and, and type player on this type of team. Well, I mean, yeah, if we're counting preseason, it's not going to be Tom Kennedy. So, thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> hey, like you say, we're looking for hard workers and grinders here in Detroit, so he may be one of them down the, down the roster. But, Joey, let's do this. Let's end this on a good note. I apologize for getting you all flustered and, and beating up on your boy as well as giving you a hard time earlier. It's obviously for entertainment values. We have fun here on the show. But let's let's do this. Let's look at the team that we both don't like, the Green Bay Packers, from a big perspective. And again, we're going to go quick on these. I, I did a little research recently. Uh, everybody knows I got the DTO scouting office, or I've got my draft boards. I got everything up. The Green Bay Packers have six draft picks next year, if my math's correct. They have about twelve point seven million in cap space now. They have. Wait for it. Wait for it, everybody. Minus fifty point nine million next season if the books are as the books sit right now. And and when I look at their roster, they got the surfer at quarterback, Devontae Adams, and then a bunch of, you know, mid that they think are upper tier guys at all other positions basically. So that's where I'm at with Green Bay. I mean, it's not looking too shit, too uh, sunny and roses after after this year, especially if they don't get it together based on that cap, not having a ton of picks, and some of their good players want out of town. Yeah, I completely agree, and that's that's the whole thing of just what happens with them this season, and and why is everything so perfect right now when it was so messed up in the off season? You just have to think that it, is it going to catch up to them at some point. Because, dude, yeah, we've talked about this on the pod before, man. This is the time. The Lions and Bears window is opening, and it is going to be wide open starting next year. I think the Vikings are going to have to do like a full rebuild with a new coach and a new quarterback and maybe surrounded around Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson, which isn't a bad start offensively, but still. And then from a Green Bay perspective, $50 million over the cap, even if you took Rodgers' money off and Devontae Adams will not resign with them, that like barely brings them back to even. So where and how do they get better moving forward in the future? I think for the first time, and I'm not going to move off my mark, man. I think the Packers are still going to be good this year. I mean, I'm not I'm not alone in that. But moving forward, dude, this could be the first time that the Packers are going to have to go through a rebuild, and they're going to suck for the first time <laughs> in, what, 25, 30 years, dude? And it's coming for them whether they like it or not. Exactly. That cap situation is a mess. So, all right, let's let's do let's throw you a bone. We'll go to your Chicago Bears quickly. 
Um, only five draft picks, so so need need a little bit of bolster in that area. You've only got six million right now in space, so they're they're not going to be looking to add any big time guys that get cut loose or make any big trades from my perspective. But they you know they got their team. It is what it is. Thirty six point five next year, so that's that's a good healthy amount uh, in the bank. And obviously you can bring that up or down based on what they do with guys they bring back or whatever. And, and like I say, on the top hundred, you know you've got guys like Hicks, Robinson. And, you know, a couple other players here or there up and down the uh, top 100. So not a bad situation other than draft capital, I'd say, for your Chicago Bears moving forward. See, I'm being nice to you. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, Derek. Uh, five, five picks. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we keep burning draft capital to keep trying to fix our own mistakes. That's kind of on us. Obviously, we don't have a first-round pick next year. Chances are, if Ryan Pace is still our general manager, he'll burn two of that those picks to move into the second round and draft somebody who knows. The interesting thing about the Bears moving forward is, I mean, obviously every Bears fan wants them to sign Allen Robinson. I I don't know. That's a 50-50 right now, whether he even wants to stay. And I think we can maneuver a little bit. I think our defense is going to be in a mode of transition over the next couple of years. You mentioned Akeem Hicks. I got to be honest, he's not on the team next year. It's just we, we're not going to resign him. So that's $10 million right there. I think we move on from a guy like Danny Trevathan. That's another six, seven, eight million right there. We're going to have money to play with, but we're going to have holes to fill. The only good news is that if we believe and trust in Justin Fields, it's the old adage, I'm not making it up, but a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal, you can make and shore up your roster really quickly in other ways while he's on that rookie contract, and that gives us a shot. There you go, everybody. You heard it here first. Put the headlines out there. Joey Christopoulos at Joey Sports Guy says the Bears are going to be Super Bowl contenders in 2022. They're going to be big players in free agency. Um, and Justin Fields is the greatest quarterback of all time. All right, so looking at the Minnesota Vikings, I mean, six draft picks next year, 13.5 now. They were in a horrible cap situation and draft pick situation earlier this year, and they maneuvered themselves around next year. They have a piddly 3.9 mil as the books sit. And, and then you got guys like Harrison Smith and, I mean, uh, O'Neal, offensive line. They just have these guys that they're booking as their good players that aren't on anybody else's radar other than Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson. I mean, other than that, name me some Vikings that are really good or in their prime. Yeah, I'll wait. Okay. Um, so, to me, I mean, we already talked about them. It is what it is. Unless you got a hot take, let's finish this with my Lions. What do you got? Yeah, I think the Vikings are screwed. Um, I think they need a total <laughs> rebuild, new quarterback, whole new situation. The Lions are – what I think is interesting about the Lions is, especially for this year specifically, is you've got some great draft capital coming up, right? I mean, that is that is money in the bank. That is total gold right there. You've got guys that I know you're excited about this season, Tyrell Williams and, and you know, I don't know, Brashad Perryman, but are those guys long-term answers at wide receiver? Who knows? Borderline – who cares, man? If a Monron St. Brown you know, pans out and you got Hawkinson right there, you got something to really work with. If you're a Lions fan, I think you're going to really want to put the magnifying glass on Jared Goff this year. Of course you're going to root for him. Of course you want him to be a good quarterback. But I think you need to make a decision on him sooner than later. Um, all he's going to do is just eat up cap. I mean, if you guys want to just play, if he's not going to be good and if he's trending in the direction that he was dire- uh, heading in when he was with the Rams – 
then you're just going to be playing for higher draft picks moving forward. You're going to want to move on from him. If he's the answer, then great. Stick with him. Go for it. Ride it out. But I think that's why the magnifying glass is on Jared Goff big time this year for the Lions. All right. So now that you've dampened all the Detroit Kool-Aid and you tried to like poo-poo and you tried to like say, you know, how Jared Goff's not going to be good. We, we, we know you don't like Jared Goff. We get it. You're a Justin Fields only guy. We, we know. Um, what was that? Your future's bright, Derek. It's very bright, man. I'm just <laughs> well, saying, God forbid, if Jared Goff is, he might not be, you know, he might not be the guy, and that's okay. I don't know. That's okay. You guys still get those first round picks out of it, and you get out okay. of Stafford's deal. I mean, it's a win win whether Goff works out for me or not for the Lions. <laughs> All right. So here, here's the thing. Here's, here's one other issue. Since I'm piling up the Joey issues today on the show and I've got a burr under my saddle about things you've said or just giving you a hard time, you're focusing way too much on fancy offensive skill players. I must say, you're, all you talk about are receivers, quarterback, tight ends, running backs. Like, I'm here to tell you, there's this side of the ball called defense and the offensive line. I mean, we have a nasty O-line, one of the better in the league once they get rolling. Our D-line, all we did was add big bodies up there that can push people around and, and dominate the point of attack. We've got young corners, and we're trying to figure out safeties. We're looking at the local bowling alley to see if we can find safety because we don't have anybody behind one or two young guys who can't play either. But, he, but here's the rosy part, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. I'm looking at it right here. Eight draft picks next year for the Detroit Lions. Two of those would be in the first round. I believe they also have eight the following year. Two in the first round. So we got tons of high-end draft capital. Then we have $18 million sitting in the piggy bank right now. So I don't know if a top wide receiver or a top safety or a top linebacker, whatever it may be, comes loose. We might just pay the man and go get somebody. And then next year, on the books now, we got $24 million. Just imagine when all these guys on one-year deals and other people come off the books that we don't want that aren't named Jared Goff. Like, that number's going to climb exponentially. So the Detroit Lions Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, I mean, are, are you taking this in, Joe? Are you taking this in as well? Yeah, you guys got draft capital. The future looks bright, man. But uh, I, Drink I'm it just in, saying. Man. Quarterback league. It's a quarterback league, dude. And I know that more than anyone. As a Bears fan, you know that too very well. Look at who the two quarterbacks were in the Super Bowl last year, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. And I know you're going to be like, Jared Goff was in the Super Bowl just a couple years ago, so anyone can do it. Facts. The Rams got rid of him. So it's still <laughs> going to be an answer that you guys are going to have to figure out. As great as your offensive line and defensive line is, that's great, but the final piece is going to have to be that quarterback. He's bright, man. Just you okay. got to see how it plays out. Hopefully, Goff's okay. the guy. Well, we'll see how sixteen plays, as well as uh, I, I wouldn't just shake a little, uh, you know, tap us on the head for four first round picks over the next two years, as well as uh, cap space. I feel like that's setting us up very well. So everybody, drink that in with a side of cornbread. And here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna end the show. I mean, again. Uh, me and Joey always have fun, good buddies, stay in touch. I hope I didn't upset him too much on the show, but we are going to try to have him back Friday. I know he's a busy man. He's multimedia, just extraordinaire. But if we can't get him for the full show on Friday, maybe we'll just do like a short segment because I got to battle it out with you about golf versus fields, golf, fields, but more fields versus Penny Sewell, who they should have taken. We're, we're going to get you in, even if it's for a short segment for that on the Friday. We got to. But that's all I got this week. So, Joey, I thank you for coming on the Kool-Aid cast, man. Dude, always a pleasure, man. I'm glad to lock some horns with you, man. Hey, dude, let's be honest here. We do a lot of these pods together. 
even in training camp sometimes, things get a little competitive and heated, man. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with debate. It's always an honor to be on here. Uh, yeah, at uh, Joey Sports Guy Twitter, at Joey Sports Guy Instagram. And I'll see you on Friday, my friend. Definitely. Everybody go check him out. Again, a little camp fight, no problems. Everybody loves the rants and the fights here on the Kool-Aid cast. Been known for that on the show. People just enjoy it more so than the bland sports takes. So, uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Drink that Detroit Kool-Aid, and we'll catch you Friday right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man. Drink it in, man.